All right, boys. You didn't see the rest. Now I'm going to show you the best. Ma Rainey's going to show you her black bottom. But Jackson, I what I meant to say is it's going to be a lot shorter of an episode because we're not going to have that dingus here. We're not going to have you know that I mean? goofus. That complete goober, dude. That goose, if you will. If that guy, the he who shall not be named, were a cookie-based treat, he'd be a nutter butter dude, no doubt about it. Huh? Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. Welcome back to another episode of Rumi's Talking Movies, the next best stop for all things movie news and reviews. I am your host, Damon Pacheco, and joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Jackson, and not... Camden, uh, Camden Salvestrini, your twin brother. Uh, what an not, occasion. And not Camden Powell. Sadly, uh, he had to go celebrate his brother's academic successes. Uh, and we couldn't feel sorry for him. We couldn't feel more sorry for him. It's a tragedy, really. For um, Yeah, I'm just crying, actually. You're going to get through this, man. Uh, it's going to be okay. But in actuality, congratulations. Everyone harass the entire family online about how well they did in their academic successes. I'm kidding, of course, but uh, we're going to do something fun today. We were, we talked about this all last semester. Jackson, you remember when we talked about this all last semester? We talked about it so much last semester. Literally, yeah. probably every second that we weren't doing anything else. <laughs> uh, we wanted to talk about a special movie um, that seemed really interesting um, to talk about. Then we, you know, got sidetracked, had to watch all the Tim Allen Santa Claus movies. Uh, you know, you were there. Um, I wasn't, actually. I missed I missed all three of those. Oops. With the Oscars passing to less than stellar reviews, we thought we'd go back and watch the movie that interested us both the most. Uh, so today we're going to be reviewing Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, uh, Chadwick Boseman's last feature film. And I'm... Gonna say something controversial here? Probably should have won Best Asker. You know what I mean? Best Asker? Yes. I accidentally said it with too much of an accent that I didn't know I had. Best Oscar for uh, Best Actor. Oh, that's what I did. I matched them together. No, I mean, best. they should really just call it that from now on. Best, <laughs> like, Asker. Like, who asked this guy? Jackson, do you know what time it is? It's about time for some movie news. That is the first time, and I genuinely mean that that's the first time that you've actually responded how I wanted you to respond when I asked you what time it is. And I'm so happy that I got to share this experience with you. Well, it's time to talk movie news. Yeah. Over the past eight years, uh, the Oscars, you've heard of him, uh, they've slowly been declining in viewership. Uh, do you think it's because of the convoluted concepts of award shows in the first place? Or maybe the fact that people don't care? The answer is yes. In 2014, imagine if you will, Jackson, back in 2014, Guardians of the Galaxy just came out and people were like, that's oh, a pretty good movie. There were 43.7 million Oscar viewers. That's like this half the world population. That's crazy. <laughs> So I'm just thinking you're gonna work double duty today. Is that how it's yeah, yeah, work? yeah? I have to. I have to make up for the slack that we're losing with Camden gone. I have to take over all the bad jokes. Yeah, you just going full on quirky, funny, oh, quirky, yeah. huh? Mm-hmm. But this past weekend, there was only 9.8 million Oscar <laughs> viewers. I think I know the issue. Do tell. Oscar is just no longer an appealing name. Like, do you know anyone named Oscar? I've not met a single soul named Oscar. Exactly. We need to change it to a more common name, like John. The Johns? The John. Oh, but that's a toilet name. Okay, well then we call it the James. The James. Because that's like similar to John. Yeah, I know. But then people would tie it back to John, tie it to the toilet thing. We got to pick yeah, a good another name. Another name? Okay. The Danans. Come on. I feel like no one's going to spell it correctly, though. That's the big issue. Well, then, do you Welcome have any to, ideas? Uh, I was thinking um, we call it the the Tonys, right? To to rival the, the Broadway award show. But um, 
we call it the Tony Starks, and every Oscar has a little Iron Man helmet on it. Oh, that that would be impressive. And then like, then then you get all the different like Iron Man helmets, and then they like all have wars, and that leads into the Iron Wars that's going to happen in the MCU, right? Yeah, the Armor Wars. The yeah, Armor Wars, how, not that's the Iron all Wars, about. but. <laughs> You know what I meant. You know what I meant. Yeah, it all ties together. It's really what it's all about. That's like the MCU's not, they're breaking the fourth wall. They're trying yeah. to get everything that they're establishing in the MCU into real life. They're yeah, going to start absolutely. pulling out the boys and create <laughs> superheroes. But I do think because of him not being here, we should at least throw out the option that he clearly would pick. We should call it the Camdens. True, the Camdens, the Camden Powells, if you will. The Camden, the Powells, I think, is a good strong one. I think we should abbreviate to the Powies. The Powies, which is almost, if not the same amount of letters as his last name already, mm-hmm. but we call it that an abbreviation. And hey, Oscars, if you want to hire us, we are. Um, our starting salary needs to be more than two hundred thousand, but after that, like we're we're good. Like two thousand and one. That's all. That's all. That's all we need. All right. Elizabeth Banks bringing Flintstone sequel for adults to TV. It's going to be called Bedrock. Who wants this? Probably old people. <laughs> they're they're watching the TV. Like, I wonder how my good old friend Fred Flintstone's doing. Grandpa, he doesn't exist. I wonder if there's gonna be like. It's going to be like an action show and Fred Flintstone's just going to like hit people over the head with rocks and say yabba dabba do and then (laughs) he's a deranged psychopathic killer and all he can say now is yabba dabba do. Exactly. We got to make it a real gritty Flintstones. Casting for the role of Percy Jackson, the TV series for Disney Plus is underway. Uh, They're looking for actors of ethnicities who can play 12. And the only reason I have this as a news bit today is because, Jackson, I signed you up uh, to audition for the role of Percy Jackson. When you say play 12, do you mean like someone needs to act like they're 12 years old? Yes. And that Percy Jackson's 12? Yeah. Duh. What? I thought he was like 15 or like 16. That's because of Logan Lerman, who played in the first time. Oh, he okay. He was a bit of an old So, boy. So it's actually just going to be another Artemis Fowl. Another Artemis Fowl. I hate, I mean, like, sorry, personal opinion. I hate child actors. They should not be acting in movies. They should just be extras. They should never put a main character as a child. Unless they're just, like, the biggest, like, prodigy ever. That's my yeah. thoughts. Those are good thoughts. No, I agree with most of your thoughts, and that's one of them. I feel like a lot of movies just aren't as good when they lean so heavily on a child actor. Yeah. Nothing against the kid. I mean, like, they're kids. Give them, like, small lines or something like that. Don't make them, like... Except for that one kid who played the boy in E.T. That shit was Oscar-worthy right there. Yeah, I mean, he I feel cried. like they can be kids, but, like, in... I, okay, I watched Artemis Fowl as a joke recently. That was just terrible. Like the Wait, kid showed the no emotion. Yeah, the whole movie. I sat through it all. Wow, we couldn't get through the first ten minutes. And like, it was just impressive how bad it was. And all the actors, were, I mean, all the, like the main characters are pretty much kids. <laughs> That's not good at all. So, terrible movie. Mortal Kombat wins biggest HBO Max premiere weekend, having 3.7 million households in the U.S. watched, whereas Kong vs. Godzilla had 3.6 million, Wonder Woman 1984 had 2.2 million, and the Snyder Cut had 1.8 million watchers. You know that uh, they had like more polls and studies coming out that showed like that mo- like like a fourth of the people who watched the Snyder Cut didn't like finish the movie. Like they got to like part two, and then we just like nah. I mean, I feel like that's why. It had so little watchers is because of the length. It was four hours. It's an ordeal to go through, but yeah, it's nice. But good for Mortal Kombat. I really hope this means that they'll get a sequel. I would hope so too, because it sounded like they wanted a sequel or they were like, you know, kind of pushing for it with some of the hints they left in the movie. Yeah, but speaking of 
Mortal Kombat sequels, WWE's The Miz wants to play Johnny Cage in the Mortal Kombat sequel. And I think having a fake fighter playing a fake fighter, that's match made in heaven. I mean, if he can act, sure. Why not? Dude, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is one of, if not the greatest actors of all time. True. And so he's, I think The Miz, the Miz could it. pretty much, yeah, I mean. I mean, he can't miss. He can't. There's no missing when it comes to him. <laughs> it's it's contagious. Bad jokes are contagious. Oh, yeah. You're going to hear but a no, lot I, more of them. Yeah, no, we got a full show for you. Game of Thrones prequel series is currently in production and will debut in 2022. Jackson, remember when that show ended like two years ago? Yeah. And now it's back. It's going to come back. Yay. You think it's ever going to be possible, like we'll eventually have something where it's just a good amount of time and then there's no spinoffs and it just ends and they don't add to it? I don't think so. Me neither. Because no, that's boring. That, that's just how it works. If it makes money, you got to go back to it. That's, that's how it do, man. Yeah. Like, why did they make a third or was it fourth Cars movie? Third. It was third. It was third. I hope there's a fourth Cars movie, man. Really? The third was those just like... Those movies suck. <laughs> I the don't know. The best thing to come out of those movies was Life is a Highway. True. You know what I mean? They just milk it for all there is. They're like, hey, wow, this first movie was successful. Let's let's uh, just make it terrible. I mean, people will still watch it because it's the sequel of a good movie. It's like the Despicable Me movies. You know how they made three of them? They made the Minions prequel, and then the Min- Minions prequel sequel, it has Gru in it. So they just went in a full circle. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a bit weird. I think the only company that has really successfully milked everything is uh, Marvel. <laughs> good job, Because they, they keep like bringing it back, and it's actually good, so... Yeah, because they milked it dry the first three phases. They're like, oh, crap, we have to make different movies now. Yeah. But, you know, I guess we'll, I guess it remains to be seen. Speaking of bringing things back from the dead, when you're like, why is there going to be a sequel to this? The Meg 2, baby, oh. starts filming January 2022, confirms Jason Statham. Classic. Classic The Meg 1 prequel. When he, when he stabs the shark in the eye... And it dies. I didn't see the movie, so that just sounds impressive. It is. And then he proceeds to fall 200 feet back into the water without a scratch. Wow. I really like these movies that use Fast and the Furious forms of, like, physics. Where, like, you can, like, a human being can just throw a car. Stuff like that. I just I want more movies like this. You know what I mean? Like where where people who should totally be dead from doing something survive it and don't even question how they survived it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, want him. I want him to get eaten by the shark, and then, and then just, he's fully intact on the inside. He's he's fully intact. He just like you know cuts him out from the inside, and then that's how they end it. <laughs> I think that's it. I think we got ourselves a winner here with the Meg 2. Oh, yeah, for sure. Invinci- uh, actually, I got this. You know, another winner is Invincible being renewed for season two and three. A perfect segue, my friend. We, Jackson, we're going to be reviewing that next week. We are. And the I whole season. I actually just watched the season finale last night. Ha- good? The whole show is really good. Really good. I actually think it's, I mean, like the animation for the fights, really good. The story, really good. Mm -hmm. And the final episode, like, hit me like a truck. Like, physically. Physically. Watching it on your phone, and they went, ah! Yeah, exactly. They they actually punched through my phone. I have to go (laughs) get my phone repaired now. And also my broken nose. Exactly. I'm excited about this. Um, I think that like these more adult takes on these superhero tropes like The Boys and Invincible are like refreshing because now we've clearly reached the status where there was a time back when Westerns were the movie 
and then like space movies were the movie. Now superhero movies are the movie of like this generation. So why why not tell them from these different stories? And with like Invincible and the boys being based on comic books and things like that, they have plenty of source material to go off of. So they're not just making it up as they go, which which is good. Yeah, which and I mean good. you've seen the comics, so I'm I'm gonna be excited to hear how like close the show parallels it or if it like goes on different tangents i'm sure it's pretty much like the comics but yeah from what i've seen through the trailers i'm gonna be watching it all like this weekend and throughout the week leading up to the episode but from what i've seen through the trailers it seems like they pretty much went off the comic and threw it onto the onto the screen but yeah it's definitely a good show and i mean we're gonna talk about it next week i don't want to say anything about let's it let's right not milk it now dude yeah. we're gonna have nothing to talk about exactly next week we'll, we'll, we'll get on to next week Speaking about things, uh, moving on, uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier writer, Malcolm Spellman, we've heard from him last week, penning that Captain America 4, uh, he states he was surprised how few of the upcoming Marvel movies have been announced, teasing that there is much more to be revealed in the MCU. What's your bet? What's your, what's your guess on the next big movie to be revealed? I think they're going to reveal an origin story on spider-man's mom spider mom spider mom that's where it's at man yeah <laughs> i say an entire aunt may spin off movie. what 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 would they spin off of uh she's just going to work and stuff oh okay you know uh, like just just a day in the life yeah she's very busy yeah exactly i thought she wasn't though i thought she was like in debt all the time yeah, but but um, MCU, that's not an issue. You're right. They're you're superheroes. Right. Yeah. Come on. You you think? No, they should definitely like have a a movie just about like Aunt May's date with Happy. Oh, like a, yeah. just a date between the two. Like a rom com. Like a rom exactly. I think they should explore all genres. I think they need they... to make a horror movie. Yeah, well, that's gonna be the Doctor Strange two movie. I see. You're right. You're right. Okay, then what other? They need to make a western. Right? Uh, although some would say maybe that falls under like Guardians of the Galaxy in a way. I. But I, I think we should get a full cowboy man. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Why is there no cowboy man? I think the MCU has made it to the point where they can create new characters completely and new superheroes. Probably. Yeah, just cowboy man. He has the, the power ability to like, of guns. shoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Has the ability to shoot his gun whenever he wants. Can ride a horse moderately well. Can tie up to three different types of knots. Can ride a horse with regular speed. <laughs> the ability to jump over whatever his horse can jump over at the time he's riding it. <laughs> the fastest loader when when there's no other loaders around, so he's the only one loading. Yeah. Moderately fast as it is, but he's never lost a duel. Because he's still because alive. he's still alive. <laughs> exactly. Marvel, come talk to us when you want to take this whole superhero thing seriously. Imagine we got dude, the ideas. Just imagine they're trying to take him to space to go like defend against Galactus or something. He's like, I'm not leaving without my horse. Better <laughs> <laughs> say he's like, mm, I don't think I can do this anymore. Come on, cowboy man, you're the only one who can defuse the bomb. Hey, a ship isn't big enough for my horse. <laughs> well, why don't you just go? What and walk like a normal person? I don't think so. They hand him, like, a machine gun. You're gonna need this against these, like, hordes of enemies we're gonna fight. And he's like, sorry, my my two revolvers with six bullets each are... I only need 12 bullets to get the job done. <laughs> yeah, I get that, cowboy man, but there's, like, 40,000 of them. So maybe take the alien machine gun. Oh, God, we are just insane at this. Is this what a Marvel writing room is like? <laughs> They, they're like sitting they're like we need a new comic have we done cowboy man and then it's just the next bestseller like they just pose the question like what if cowboy and man together together wait would he be called cowboy man or cowman cowboy man. <laughs> I, I think cowboy man gets the point across i think so too all right, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special is placed between Thor, Love and Thunder, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, What holiday is this, this going to be? It's probably going to be a Christmas one, I believe. 
or whatever this space equivalent of Christmas is. No, no, Starlord's Human. I'm sure it's going to be a Christmas special. It was one of the things Disney Plus announced that they're, look at all the Disney stuff we got festival that they had a couple months ago. Is it going to be like a whole movie or just kind of like a short? I think, I hope it's like, oh, here's a 30 minute little uh, thing, but it's live action. Like, I don't want this to be like a series or anything. I just want it to be like a one-off. I hope uh, they don't pull a Star Wars and like break every single canon Oh yeah, Aww. the Star Wars holiday special. Yeah, <laughs> where they brought everyone together and Luke saw Vader when he was a kid and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone really looks to the Lego Star Wars uh, holiday special to uh, get guidance, but I do believe that's a strong influence when it comes to making those types of films. And speaking about films, Disney Plus TV show saved it. New images of Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye costume for the upcoming Disney Plus series, have been revealed. It's very purple. He got the the Hawkeye arrow pointy thing on his chest. Isn't that like kind of his like base costume in the comics? Yeah, yeah. When when I saw that, it was uh, it was very very nice to see that uh, you know, they're going more comic accurate. And you know what? I don't understand why we don't do this more often. Like I get it. They had to they had to watch their footing with the first phase of movies. But after, like, The Avengers, the first one became one of the highest grossing movies of all time. Just go all out. Give me the Iron Man with the Speedo. Know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, I <clears throat> I think it's been kind of nice that they've been, like, not kind of, like, teasing all the old costumes. Like, in, you know, um, WandaVision, where she gets her, her original costume, like, at the end. Yeah. I think or they should do that with, like, Captain everyone. Captain America. Mm-hmm. Like, that looks exactly like it does in the comics. Yeah. So, glad to see that they're doing it for... They're giving Hawkeye the same treatment. I mean, the only characters that I can think that have truly always had, like, accurate costumes have been Captain America and War Machine. Because, I mean, like, War Machine, give him black and silver armor, it will always look like some form of his armor in the comics. Is Iron Man's not comic I mean, accurate? Like, they, they always do, like, one or two costumes like that but overall it's like it's the own unique look because mm-hmm. like in the first ones it was it was like a muted gold and not like a bright yellow yeah yeah and we saw the costumes get like brighter the further into the mcu we got mm-hmm. but like war machine just get re- gray and gray and silver and then there he is the falcon and the winter soldier creator says one of the final cuts had captain america and the white wolf as the closing title card they originally they they eventually changed that because uh, they were they were like it kind of strays too far away from the original title and they want to focus on the fact that sam is now captain america yeah but i think that would have been a good ending too like bucky's no longer the winter soldier and sam's captain america i wonder if they're gonna do anything with bucky as the white wolf then yeah i, I mean i think that just might be like his name but well yeah but isn't i mean so i actually watched a video and oh. I found out I found out that the White Wolf was actually a villain uh-huh. in the Black Panther series. So I'm I mean, I don't think Bucky's gonna be a villain, so I'm kinda wondering where they go from this. I think making him <laughs> if they were to do the White Wolf character, like in the comics and he's wearing like a white Black Panther costume, might be a little ill will considering the situation of the MCU currently has to face for Black Panther 2. Yeah. So I think a, a Bucky just being a Bucky is fine enough. Okay. But I mean, they had intention to name him White, or like to, to the ending, uh, the closing title card. If they wanted to call him White Wolf, there's probably some significance to that, no? Do well, I mean, you think I they're think just going to call just... him that? Yeah, I think that might be, like, his code name from here on out. Because, I mean, remember, like we talked about last week. Hey, remember the thing that everyone called you when you murdered all those people? That's your code name still. Get over here, Winter Soldier. Well, I think, like, White Wolf might just be, like, the parentheses that he goes by whenever he's, like, an operative, like, an Avenger or whatever. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I don't see them doing much else with, like, the White Wolf name. But remains to be seen. Maybe in Season 2 or Captain America 4. Might get little cat claws. <laughs> That'd be interesting how they do that with his arm. 
Yeah. He's like, oh, there's a cat button on my vibranium arm. Look I... at the little <laughs> cat claws that have come out. I wonder how many things they're going to do with that arm. If they're going to do anything. Like, all, we've, all we saw from Falcon and the Winter Soldier is that it can be detached. That's it. I really hope they don't, like, go to, like, sci-fi with it. And they're like, I just found out I can make this hand a gun. Yeah. <laughs> Basically cyborg. Yeah, that'd be a little too much, I think. I- I'd rather him just have, like, an unbreakable arm plus super strength rather than an arm that also has a, a picking lock fig- feature on the fingertip. An arm that can turn into a giant knife if you want it. <laughs> that There's a dude who has that in the Shang-Chi trailer. Oh, really? I I know we, like, didn't talk about it, but yeah, there's, like, in one shot of the trailer, there's just a guy with a knife hand. That's pretty awesome. They that's should make, awesome. that should be Bucky right there. But how do you think he opens a jar of pickles? He slashes it open. He just breaks, <laughs> like... He just, he just breaks the glass and kebabs the pickles? Exactly, yeah. Michael B. Jordan says, Representation is important. When asked about playing a possible black Superman as we've mentioned about J.J. Abrams taking on his own Superman film and things like that, but he didn't go into further detail about it. However, I also think maybe Henry Cavill should get an actual Superman movie that's good. Man of Steel wasn't terrible, no? But it wasn't good. That's fair. Like, like, there's awesome moments in it, but for every Superman flying through a machine, you got Superman breaking Zod's neck. Who do you think would be the villain of the perfect Superman movie? The perfect Superman movie? I think it would be something like Brainiac. Give us a big villain for Superman to punch. But then Lex Luthor was baiting him into doing it. Hmm. I see. Because Lex Luthor's always got to be the bad guy. Oh, yeah. He's literally just the schemer. Yeah. So don't make Lex Luthor a physical threat. But make him like pulling the strings. Mm Mm-hmm. Something like that. You know, that's that's the perfect Superman movie. Also, I think Batman should be in it and Wonder Woman and that he uh, Superman should die at the end and Doomsday's also there. And, and Superman uh, should kill. Same with Batman, right? Yes, uh, the Capitol building explodes. Um, Superman is very much a, a dick to bathtubs, just gets into a bath full of water. Uh, there should also be a dumb side plot of Lex Luthor's bullets being found at the scene of a crime. <laughs> For sure, yeah. I think with all those elements together, you might just have the best movie ever. Oh, oh, and also have references to the Justice League found in a in a zip file. In a zip file, exactly. Like, and should Lex Luthor already have the logos made for the superheroes? Yes, they should. Yeah, that's how. Like, how else are they gonna know? The only one I could see of that one making sense was the lightning bolt for the Flash. There's no way they're like, oh, C for Cyborg. Yeah, Z for Cyborg. here's Aquaman's logo. <laughs> Batman versus Superman is a bad movie. <laughs> I think I think they were just crunched for time for that episode, and they Google searched superhero logos and just, like, you know, edited them on there. They dragged them all into the file, and they're like, it's good, it's good. It's good, Send yeah, come out. on. I didn't stop to think whatsoever. And for our final piece of news, the DC fandom is set to return October 16th. Uh, Last year when that happened, we got a lot of really interesting news. And we actually spent a whole episode talking about it. So maybe that's another thing we're going to (laughs) do. Maybe. Jackson, we're doing fandom too, baby. Fandom too, baby. Electric Battaloo. Electric Batman. Batman fights Electro from the Marvel <laughs> Universe. Okay, why didn't they call Bat- Amazing Spider-Man 2 that? Do you know how perfect of a title that would be? <laughs> Spider-Man 2 Electro. They should have. They should have called it Spider-Man 2 Electric Boogaloo. They pro- it probably would have been a good movie just by that. No, because like you'd go in knowing, okay, they're calling it this. There's no way they're taking the movie that seriously. And then you let most of the terrible plot and stuff go to the side because you're like, look. You're like, Spider-Man. wow, it's Electric Boogaloo. This really is Spider-Man 2. And then it goes down in history as one of the dumbest name movies ever. But it's fun. But it's fun. Like, come on. Why do movies not, why do movies all have to take their title seriously? Like like Thor the, the Love and Thunder. Yeah. Like good title. Exactly. No, you, you're not gonna go into it being like, huh, I wonder if there's gonna find love. No, you're just like 
let's watch a Thor movie with a dumb title. Let's go. And, and it also leaves you with some questions. Like, is he loving the thunder? Is there love before thunder? I mean, thunder is just something you hear. So, I but mean, love is something you feel. But yeah, so like, are, are these two things happening at the same time? You don't and, know. And if they are, what does that what does that possibly like feel like in a human body in a Thor body? Yeah, but when you when you call it Spider Man too, you're like, oh wow, this is just Spider Man, but also. And also, when you put on like like an adjective at the top, the Amazing Spider Man, he probably isn't. Yeah, that you're just you're literally just tooting your own horn at that point they never called it the the sensational iron man yeah and they never they called went, it the I, incredible hulk i'm kidding yeah I think no they because did. <laughs> yeah, jackson i think i think that's actually the title of the hulk movie but that's why that movie is bad and i know you said last news bit huh? jackson we have two more news bits. two more news bits what the I found these on Instagram today, and I forgot to add them to the script. So here we go. Taika Waititi will be playing Blackbeard in a new HBO Max series uh, titled Our Flag Means Death. It's a comedy series, which is about pirates. I think that's good. I think that there's going to be a lot of scurvy. Has anyone gotten scurvy, like, in the last 500 years? Probably. We just probably don't... I mean, it seems like something that would happen in underdeveloped countries because you know scurvy stems from a lack of vitamin c or something and that's only found in fruits citrus yeah yeah and what and and the united states is known for their oranges are we really no i was gonna say like that doesn't awful things yeah i mean i wouldn't be sorry it's probably also you know maybe that's something to look up is is scurvy common today it's, it's uncommon in developed nations, um, but somewhat common in undeveloped countries. Huh. So eat your fruits. Yes. Everyone listening right now, go get a bowl of fruits right now, specifically citrus, and avoid scurvy. Scurvy is actually a disgusting disease. It's when you get the black teeth. Not No, not just that. Like Your skin starts to just you know peel off how can we never see that in a pirate movie we just go like oh my gums hurt i have scurvy not like i can't see out of my left eye because my skin's peeling off you know what i mean yeah yeah how come we don't see that uh probably because it's a bit graphic and unsettling but other than that there's no reason it's a bit much it's a bit much uh you know what else is on the news this you can't really see it i just need you to see a picture uh, uh this guy's face look at how handsome that guy wow is that's quick. definitely uh, a guy. green lantern the hbo max series uh casts finn whitrock as guy gardner the first casting announcement to be made for this upcoming hbo max series jackson the little look on your face seems like you don't really know guy gardner well, okay i'm just wondering why are they not doing hal jordan probably because they're building to that i'm sure hal jordan's probably gonna be the main character again well isn't hal jordan have... technically the second oh oh you're playing you're playing that one with how the pink dude for those of you who don't know the lineage of uh the green lantern comes whenever the first green lantern dies it goes to someone else in the sector of the planet systems or whatever so an alien crash landed on earth gave the ring to the first green lantern of us how jordan blah 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 comics happen we got john stewart blah 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 more comics happen we got Guy Gardner, the third Green Lantern. He's got a bowl haircut, a sweater vest, and a bad attitude. Oh, wow. And if you think those three things don't add up, just wait till you see the series. Is it going to be a TV the... series or, or a movie? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's going to be a TV series. Oh, so it probably is just going to be like The Flash where it really has nothing to do with the actual movies. I hope not, but probably Ah, because uh, they don't want uh, they don't want to make more money. Yeah, no, that sounds like something they wouldn't want to do. With no, they're the, like the content they've been putting out. No, they just seem to be doing. Hey, we know we recognize what people are saying on social media that they enjoy, but and this is just my idea. We're not going to listen, 
and we we're gonna make uh do you want wonder woman in the 80s how about wonder woman in the 90s know what i'm talking about hey wonder woman y2k how about that action huh oh yeah that's what fans have been asking for for years really Jackson, I swear if the next Wonder Woman movie doesn't play, take place in modern times, I'm going to throw a chair out a window. I, oh my god, they, I really hope with the mistake that was 1984, they've learned, and they're going to actually make a relevant Wonder Woman movie. Not only that, make Wonder Woman Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is like the most badass character, because she's like a warrior, she's like a goddess, and... She doesn't need a love interest for us to want her to succeed. Yeah. I don't know why I get that Steve Trevor was a love interest in the first movie because they kind of had to put down like, oh yeah, comics, whatever. We don't need it twice. Yeah, why can't she just like kick some people's asses and call it a movie? Because that'd be too easy. We need a wishing stone. We need a wishing stone. We need a guy. We need a a girl who's like, I want to be an apex predator i want to be a cat (laughs) yeah that's you know what when i think of apex predator i think exactly of a cheetah who isn't even like fast she's just literally covered in fur and has superhuman strength yeah jackson i know we've beat this horse to death through our 1984 review if you haven't go give it a listen we rip into that movie uh one thing i just realized now which i'm not sure if we talked about already or not you know how everyone gets one wish why didn't Steve Trevor just go, oh, okay, I'm going to wish for everything to go back to normal? Because it wasn't Steve Trevor, question mark? I mean, it wasn't actually Steve Trevor. It was just the representation of him. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I'm just trying to like think of a reason, but you're right. I don't know. Yeah, but went went. You know what isn't went went? These trailers. These trailers. These trailers. We got some gosh dang trailers up in this business. And the first one is yeah. called Sweet Tooth. And Ouch, spoiler cavities. alert, it has nothing to do with teeth or those teeth being sweet. Not at all. It has to do with human-animal hybrids. No, you dirty freaks. Not those ones. Uh, this came after a weird virus hits the planet Earth. And uh, there be, there's these, like mutated people come together but don't worry they're not gross mutated in the fact where they have like limbs growing out of their foreheads they're just part dog part cat things like that and the main character is part deer antelope antelope that's that's pretty <laughs> no much i don't deer. know i don't know i'm pretty sure it's a he deer. had horns and yeah also his name is sweet tooth so yeah uh i noticed something about this recently getting a little worried for the movies of this upcoming year a lot of them release a trailer and they say coming out in two months like they're like hey here's the movie yeah it's coming out soon really soon yeah don't know if that's like that's probably kind of a red flag yeah (laughs) i mean i i guess if there's not really any hype surrounding a new movie like if no one's ever heard of the concept before then you probably don't want to put out a trailer too early because people won't really be excited and want to watch it in like half a year so maybe it's like an actual strategy but if there's hype surrounding a movie you want to put the trailer out a year early and be like oh yeah this is coming next year yeah venom 2 let there be carnage where's that goddamn trailer huh uh i'm working on it right now thanks jackson get back to me as soon as it's done i really want to see it's it's almost done We're, we're in the final stages of carnage (laughs) <laughs> but uh sweet tooth seems like a fun little family romp uh produced by robert downey jr and his wife i saw don't that. know why wh- don't know why that was one of the selling points of a movie because they're like wow this guy was iron man and now he's no longer iron man so he's directing movies yeah but but the thing I, like i don't care who spends money for the movie you know what i mean yeah like oh this person oversaw it cool someone oversaw suicide squad and let the whole thing happen yeah i don't really care who oversees it until i see the movie yeah you can't trust anyone after suicide squad (laughs) thanks a lot thanks a lot suicide squad next trailer we're going to be talking about is the conjuring the devil made me do it which is my excuse every time i wake up at 4 30 in the morning with chocolate sauce all over my shirt and me knee deep in ice cream dana and that is is that real 
I have a problem. Dana and I, we're going to have to stop the episode right now. I need to get you some help. <laughs> Just kidding. I care nothing about Dayton. Keep oh, talking. I feel worse now. But the, the, the Conjuring movies seem to have overstayed their welcome heavily. Yeah. Well, The Conjuring, um, the first above average movie. It's a good horror movie. Gets the goosebumps riled up. And then ever since that, we just have misstep after misstep. This one, they took all the cool, awesome intrigue of like, ooh, is it a spirit? Are these people crazy? This is devil. Just the devil. The devil's here. Yeah. And I thought like when I was watching the trailer, I thought at first it was just going to be like a trial. Like, you know, a movie about a trial. Like a witch trial or something yeah. like that. Um, but then you see later on in the trailer, there's like supernatural things in effect. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And and half the time these Conjuring, I'm not sure if every movie, but I know the first one definitely was like based around a real story that happened. And I'm not sure if like this murder case involved a exorcist or something. But if it didn't, I feel like this might be in poor taste. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little bit. Like... Oh, this guy murdered a family. No, it was a ghost. Come on, guys. <laughs> Come on. Your Honor, Your Honor, he was possessed. Yeah, it's, it literally just sounds like there's someone trying to plead insanity, but instead of insanity, it's that he was possessed, which is essentially just pleading insanity. Yeah, but ha- is there a single court uh, like case hearing where, they, where, where the judge goes, ah, I mean, he says he's possessed, so... Yeah, I mean, how how would you know if he's possessed or not? There's no detector. There's no way to tell. I gotta give it to him. You're free to go. Yeah, like we we just gotta get an exorcist in here. Like that's how that's how the U.S. judicial system works. That's if you okay. I know why, but I want to know why, Jackson. Why don't we make a lie detector system and just use it in every court case hearing? Uh, because there's no such thing as like an actual lie detector but doesn't it scan your brain waves and it's like oh you were lying well yeah but like we don't have that technology yet but i'm saying why don't we have it because the brain is very complex and there's not really a, an easy way to i mean you can't read thoughts that's the thing are you telling me that people who can speak to ghosts and read minds and tell futures are all frauds? Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Yeah. I've been getting this YouTube ad where it's like, this this child prodigy draws your soulmate. And I'm like, what a load of horseshit. <laughs> like they, they're they're, <laughs> they're wow, like this what? this guy started getting visions when he was a little kid. And he started drawing people's soulmates, and he does it for a really low price. And I'm like, "This is like just so fake. Who would buy this? Desperate people. That's who. Probably. They're oh my. They're like, oh, my soulmate. My soulmate. What? A little kid can draw my soulmate? Yes. Yeah. And then and then he's like, the the latter part of the the commercial is like, oh, and now he's conveniently doing it online. And I'm like, there's just a group of like 20 people drawing different faces like behind the computer screen, like just sending it to people and being like, yep, this is your soulmate. Or they just have like five set set people. Yeah, that they just bounce back. Uh, This one gets person C, this one gets person D, this one gets A. Yeah. (laughs) They go through and two people get the same person. They're like, like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's my soulmate, you son of a bitch. Um, hey Jackson, I wonder what tomorrow's gonna be like. You know, that leads us perfectly into our next trailer. The Tomorrow War. We're having a war tomorrow, guys. Oh god, I'm not ready! Danon, they're 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 putting you in the front lines. I'm so sorry. Oh man. But in all honesty, this trailer name or this movie name is very misleading because the war isn't tomorrow, it's in 30 years. And they're fighting something that's not human. That's all we know. That was actually just a line in the trailer. The thing we're fighting is not human. It's 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 thirty years in the future. Tomorrow war. It, that's that's all we got. Yeah, I think it should be called the future war. Yeah. Okay. This seems like the most generic action movie ever. But it has Chris Pratt, so it must be good, right? 
I don't think that works. I don't. <laughs> but that's what they do is they get these really well-known actors, put them in shitty movies, and expect people to watch them. Yeah, well, like, like we're going to watch the Tomorrow War. Oh, hell no. Unless we have unless, to. Unless that's the only thing unless that shows a... up during that movie. Yeah. I'm glad that we've given ourselves a very, very reachable goal. We'll never watch a bad movie we don't want to. Unless, unless there's nothing else to watch exactly. that Exactly. I mean, we, sometimes it's fun to watch movies to make fun of them. Yeah, uh, it's, it's always a good a good laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always it's always fun to hear the East side of the story. Speaking of the East side of the story, I hate you so the much. next trailer we have is West Side Story, the upcoming Steven Spielberg movie based off of the hit Broadway musical. And Jackson's angry grin says it all. He's ready to sing and dance, huh? I yeah, they actually hired me to do all of the singing and dancing in the movie. Did they just copy paste you into the scenes where there's groups? Yeah, exactly. And they kind of okay. like made me wear different clothes, so it looks like different people, but it's not. How many wigs did you have to wear, or did they CGI the hair on? They CGI the hair on, hundred yeah. percent. It looks terrible, so <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> me uh, too. But do you think that we could slowly start seeing more? musical movies in the future based off the success of the hamilton yeah i mean it's definitely a possibility if all these musicals aren't just terrible yeah i mean i I feel like this and uh, in the heights have to succeed or this is going to be like another video games movie thing where we're just going to get a bunch of bad ones and then they're not going to do them for a long time yeah but i mean like with yeah, I mean, they have a lot to live up to is the thing. Yeah. But no matter what, like, if these movies are good or bad, they're going to have a bunch of drama kids like you, Danon, that are mm-hmm. very into them and I... will memorize the soundtrack. Uh, Maybe I liked the musical before the movie came out. I but... mean, that's okay. But, but uh... yeah, no, still a theater nerd. That, that's, that doesn't change. Yeah. You know what else doesn't change? Pixar making some beautiful looking cartoons. It's time to talk about our final trailer of the day. Luca. Luca. More like, look at those two fish boys over there on the land. Know what I'm talking about? That, that was a good one. Um, I thought that this trailer was much better than the first trailer that was shown. Yes. It made me a little more like, oh, hey, I might actually want to see this. Um. Because it showed more about like the characters and like where they're from and kind of the mm-hmm. whole trope of the movie. Yeah, I l- this one seems more fun too. This doesn't seem like I, I know it's gonna happen regardless. I know we're gonna get another sad Pixar scene, but this just seems like a fun time. Yeah, like a, oh, don't let the people know you're a fish person or we're gonna murder you. You know, like classic classic Pixar fun times. Yeah, and not like oh no, the world's gonna end and you're all gonna die. Thanks, Wally. Thanks, Wally. Now my biggest fear is being fat and the planet exploding. But the planet didn't explode. Well, yeah, because they came back. But what happens if we're all fat, Jackson, and we never come back because Wally never makes it to the ship? Then there's no more plants, Dan, and what can we do? What can we do? We die. We die immediately, instantly, painlessly. I feel like it'd be painful. <laughs> Not- and I don't think it'd be instant. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I I don't know. What Jackson, what's your favorite Pixar movie again? Um that's a good question. I'd have to think about it. Well, that's why I'm asking you. Uh give me like ten minutes. That's it. We're gonna be done reviewing Ma Rainey's Black Box. Actually, no, it's because I can't just think of all the Pixar movies. Let me let me just look them up real quick. Alright, he's tic tacking his life away. You know what? I'm gonna have to say up. Up's a good one. Yeah, probably. Of, of all the ones I'm seeing right now, I think Up. Up is a pretty good one. I would say yeah. the best. I think, I think uh, like I've said before, I think a good uh, Ratatouille. I I personally really love Soul. Soul was a really good movie. Soul was really good, yeah. Yeah, but maybe Luca will be, uh, will be uh, better. And, best part, no premiere access. We get to just watch it for free. Let's go. Uh, much to the chagrin of the uh, Pixar editors and uh, creators, but uh, well, we didn't make a streaming service. Don't get mad at us. I'm mad at you. Well, I mean, but that's different. I don't care about you. Damn.
I was gonna do a I was gonna do a trumpet noise, but I realized that I'm just... <laughs> that was a beautiful trumpet, man. Thank you. Uh, it's time now to talk about Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, the hip jivinist, uh, popcorn crackinist, hittest new movie on the block. That's actually kind of old, but yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it takes place in an olden time, back when. People were incredibly racist. And now... No, people are still incredibly racist. So, so, so not much has changed. Win some, lose some, know what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Now we're going to talk about Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, uh, the movie that came out last year on a Netflix exclusive release. Uh, was up for many of awards. A solid one hour and 30 minute breeze, you know? didn't It didn't feel like it dragged. It was a nice... This is a nice solid watch. Are we going to go a little bit spoiler free? But there's not much to spoil about. Uh, Except Viola the end. Davis, uh, ex- especially the ending. But uh, they did a good job. They gave us like eight characters and they said their names so much that it's hard to not remember it, to hard not to forget them. You know what I well, mean? Well, I forgot all of them, so. Really? Sorry. What if I hit you with uh, Ma Rainey? Okay, I, I remember her, I'm pretty sure. Not sure, about... not sure who she was, but I, I recall the name. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, that was Viola Davis's character. A very, very complex and interesting character to watch. Very in stubborn. But for, but for reasons. Reason. Yeah. Maybe maybe every asshole you meet on the street is going through something that, that they're just not talking about. Mm-hmm. Like the entire oppression of a whole people. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a classic Tuesday kind of Cl- thing. Classic Ma Rainey's Black Bottom right there. Yeah. And then we also have Chadwick Boseman's Levy Green, a a very egotistical yet spirit-driven musician who wishes to strive and have his own band. But little does he know he's being used. He's being used by who else, Jackson? Uh, that one guy. I honestly forgot the name. Uh, not not the nice producer Irvin, but the one that had a very big nose and big ears. Yeah, like distractingly large features of his body. Um, this movie was great. It it has musical elements of it, and Jackson, uh, ring a ding ding. I mentioned that I was going to say some factoids about this movie, so that way you go, oh, okay, because I could tell that you were a little confused on the pacing, setting, and what the heck this was. This was based on the play of the same name by August Wilson. Okay, I knew it was a play. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can get a sense from that very early on. The budget was $20 million. Was it really? Yeah, very small price for, like, a movie today. I mean, it makes sense because they pretty much filmed the whole movie in one building. it's, It's a very... You know when you're watching a TV show and there's episodes where they're stuck in an elevator or stuck in one place the entire time? Those are called elevator episodes. This is very much an elevator movie. Yeah, I feel like most of the budget just went into making the setting at the beginning of the movie. Like with all the old cars and the Yeah, or all the costuming Mm -hmm. and then all the microphones and things like that. Like, yeah, you gotta you gotta make that look good, but uh give your give your spoiler free thought before we jump into stuff about the whole movie yeah just here uh i I already told you this dana but i'm gonna say it again i think this is a movie that you watch in an english class or you know like a history class when you're learning about the 1920s i don't think this is like a movie you watch for entertainment but it does have a lot of like you know value to it if that makes sense no no i totally get what you mean like it doesn't seem like a movie where you're chilling on a Friday night and you're like, hey, everyone, let's watch this movie and feel like awful people afterwards. Let's go and turn it on. No, this is definitely a, a thought provoking film. Mm-hmm. A very, a very, oh, I don't want to talk about this kind of film that definitely right place, right time kind of release. And I can't remember exactly when it was released. It was like December, but- was it not? Yes, it definitely it definitely was tossed out as like an Oscar. This is an Oscar film kind of movie. Yeah. 
we get them every year. Someone who comes out around November, December time, even January. And they're like, hey guys, here's our movie to be considered. And, uh, you know, sometimes they, sometimes they drop hot and sometimes they flap. And this one, I feel like it dropped hot. Yeah. I really enjoyed this film. It was pretty good. Not going to lie. Uh, if you, if you haven't seen it, this is only two episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So go watch it and then come back and then finish this spoiler talk. But Jackson, any last things you want to talk about before we get into spoilers? Not necessarily. I think we should get right into it. Let it f***ing kiss the guy. Oh my God. He just like, he went bonkers. He Jackson, you're not going to like this, but I'm going to say it and I'm not going to regret saying it. He pulled a joker. He did, but it was a lot less build up, you know? Like you think you think Levy's mentally stable up until the end where he pulls the knife on um Cutler. Yeah, no, but like the second and th- this movie is very much in the vein of think some scenes are there just for the metaphor. Mm-hmm. Like the whole point of that room that Levy couldn't open up. It was just like wanting something that you're not going to get. Exactly. And, and then he, he opens forcing it. forcing it to happen. And it was just a wall. It was just a wall. He was trapped. Sometimes was the thing that do. like, sometimes the things that you want are not the things that you need. Yeah. Or maybe you just don't open the door yet. Levy, you fucking murderer. I... See, that's that's when I say like this this movie is would be like a good thing to watch in an English class because there's a lot of metaphors and symbolism and like character tropes that you see. And I think that like they did a really good job of kind of exploring those. I'm a little stuck as to what the meaning of Levy saying, you stepped on my shoe the whole time. Yeah. I'm because I don't think that um what was his name toledo he killed toledo i don't think toledo did anything wrong right no i i I think the point of like levy stabbing toledo is because he knows he can't stab the producer oh because then then he's just like what all the other white producers already assume of him yeah but then when he does it it's like he becomes exactly what he didn't want to be what those already thought of him and what the people in the band didn't want him to become yeah like it was it it was it was it was a fall from grace it was it was an icarus flew close to the sun Mm -hmm. kind of situation and yet it's just heartbreaking to watch yeah because he he had dreams he had he wanted to start his own band and he like talked all big about how like oh yeah i'm gonna start my own band you know we're gonna usher in this new generation of music it's gonna be great like ma rainey's music you know it's good but it's old we need like fire yeah and then you just see in the last 20 minutes of the movie his dreams not only his dreams crumble but the girl that he was trying to get with said she would only get with him if he had a band so that that's off the table too just the the desperation like the The struggling artist is always like a common trope in these like Oscar films, but they're always one of the, they're always like the most compelling characters. Mm -hmm. Like my favorite movie, Whiplash, with Miles Teller as that drummer who just wants to be in that orchestra so badly Mm -hmm. that like he plays till his hands bleed and he's like in an abusive relationship with the conductor trying to like get onto the bit. Like these films like this, like the guy who wants to succeed so badly and he just is blinded by wanting to succeed and like not seeing what he was doing wrong in the process of it. Mm-hmm. Man. And can we talk about performances? The like performances, like the acting in this film were just amazing. Just a great, a great movie. Yeah. And I mean, Chadwick Boseman, he played the role perfectly. I he thought was- that he was like, Because, I mean, we're so used to seeing him in, you know, as Black Panther, right? Or at least that's where I've seen him before. And it's just such a, like, a genre swap. And he did it, like, great. It's the fact that we no longer have him in our presence adds an additional weight to every scene that he's in. Mm -hmm. 
because we know that's the last we have. And the fact that the last film we have is so good is what I think is what's so special about this film. Yeah. Because sure. all too often you have an actor who just like like has a successful acting career, passes away, and like the last few films they kind of teeter off. And most of the time it's either from like old age or something else, like an overdose or things like that. And it's tragic all the time. But you see like they have their greatest movies and then they have other roles. But with someone like Chadwick Boseman, who's like tragically died at such a young age, I can't think of a single movie that he was bad in. Neither could I. Yeah, like this was just a stellar performance. And everyone does it. Like everyone has their character and they play it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Even even the even the child actor that we were talking about earlier, you know how we hate child actors? Not this one. Sylvester? Sylvester was good. You think he's a child actor? He looked kind of no, old I, to I me. Mean, I mean, he, of course, he's probably like 20, but he can play 12. Yeah, that's you know true. I mean? But like, everyone did a fantastic job. It, it, it very much falls in the vein of Great Gatsby because it is of the same time period. But I mean, like, they do a good job. Yeah. They do a great job. This is a, a fantastic movie. I personally enjoy it because... You can rewatch it and see things differently each time. Yeah, it's one of those movies that like gets you thinking, not just yeah. about like what's explicitly said, but what's implied by a lot yeah. of these things. It's just it's just hauntingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. It, it it is a it's probably the best movie that I have seen in a very long time. I mean, to be fair, we haven't <laughs> we haven't seen too many like you know crazy good movies recently due to covid and all no we torture ourselves for your enjoyment but but do yourself a favor and watch this film Mm -hmm. at least once and whether or not you your opinions on the oscars or whatever you can all appreciate the absolutely stellar performances done by everyone viola davis and chadwick boseman include especially fantastic job Man, oh man. And there's parts where you think it's of musical where they're going to start singing or whatever. And it's just like the music is like its own character kind of thing where it just breathes in and out of scenes. Like it's never a musical. They never stand up and start singing randomly. You know what I mean? Yeah. In general, they kind of just keep They actually kept the the singing to a minimum, which is, I mean, it kind of surprised me because that's kind of what the movie's about. But I think they did it to a good extent. Yeah. Like, it didn't want to take away from the acting mm-hmm. itself. I think the last thing we should talk about, on top of the ending, is the ending ending. So, yeah, um, I'll, I'll explain it. So, after Levy goes a little crazy and kills Toledo, uh, we, we actually saw before he goes crazy and kills Toledo that Surdy Vant, the guy who runs the record company, um, is essentially just ste- stealing, not really stealing, but not compensating Levy for the music that Levy made. And we find out that in the final scene, Sturdy Vant is giving Levy's music to a group of white people to sing and make records. And that right there, that was just like, wow, this is just scummy. Yeah. And... Most of the characters are fictional besides Ma Rainey, but it it irks. It irks yeah. because it's happened. It, it is a fact of history that we find out more and more each day, which is just disgusting. The fact that we don't know about this sooner hmm. and the fact that it's just people just steal and then give it to others. And I, I recalled from earlier in the movie that Ma Rainey was like, uh, like blues white people can you know sing it but they don't like feel it you know they don't have yeah. that feeling and that's kind of what i got from that last scene is you know they were singing but it wasn't to the same effect it it, it very much felt like ghosts playing an orchestra mm-hmm. like they played the instruments they hit all the notes but it wasn't like how levy and the rest of the band played of feeling the music as they played mm-hmm. kind of thing it was just and it was one of those things where it ends at such a point where it makes you angry. Oh, and yeah. That's exactly what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It was like this movie. Kind of heartbreaking, actually, because it was like, wow, he pushed Levy to the point of killing another man. Like, that's how far he pushed him. And then this is what came of it. This mm-hmm. shitty ending. 
And he just gave it to a group of other people. And the dude didn't even sing it that well. Yeah, no, he was just like the, like he he was he like was reading the words, but he wasn't singing. Yeah, he was it was he was just generic singer number five. Yeah, gosh, but that's what you do. I think this is how you make an Oscar movie, Jackson. You give us a compelling, struggling artist. You push him to the brink. He kills someone, and then you get the Joker. You get the Joker, exactly. And that's that's every Oscar movie, really. And, yeah, and then you have to make the main character also extremely skinny. Yes. I don't know why that is. I mean, Chadwick Boseman, was he that skinny? I believe I believe it, this At was, that point. I, it, yeah, it was also, I think it was a mixture mm-hmm. of both like his illness and preparing for the role kind gotcha. of thing. Because remember, like, Joaquin Phoenix like starved himself for the role. Yeah. He got thin, thin. And then he climbed into a fridge. Then he climbed, exactly. That movie isn't good. (laughs) I know we've talked about this way too much, so I'm just not even going to argue with you there. We're going to review it. You know, we're going to review it someday, but not today. Today we're reviewing Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and I'm giving it a freaking fracking 8.9 out of 10. You know, you you say that, and I was going to give it a 9 out of 10, so. It's just a good movie. It's a good movie, yeah. It's. Um, if if you haven't, go watch it. Netflix. You borrow Jackson's uh, code. Jackson, put your account number on the screen right now. Okay, my uh, account number's on the screen. Uh, take a picture of it. And okay, we took it off so that way not too many people would take it. Yeah. yeah. So if you're if you're looking on the screen, it should be there. Just just copy paste, and then you'll be good. This is definitely not a podcast where all you're hearing is sound. No, no, no. You're fine. And with that being said, we did it. We did our full episode without Camden, and honestly... And honestly, it was a breath of fresh air. <laughs> F*** that guy. <laughs> no, no, we'll have Camden back next week, you knucklehead. Next week, we'll be looking at the entirety of Invincible Season 1, the Amazon new awesome uh, Robert Kirkman superhero bash, which we will talk about in plenty of detail, all the violence, but... We just want to say thank you so much for joining us on this. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed talking about this film. Uh, Jackson, go ahead and plug our stuff right now. So uh, our Twitter is at Rumi's Movies, and our Instagram is at Rumi's Talking Movies. And if you want to catch us on in- or on YouTube, our YouTube name is just Camden Powell. Uh, t- still think we should get that changed, but he's a bit stubborn about that. Well, we'll just buy it from him. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll we'll pay for his YouTube account and then we'll change it. But with that being said, thank you as always. We love you dearly, and as always, we will see you in the next episode. Take care. Have a good week. Come on and show me your black bottom.